Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're discussing Mega Man Battle Network. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always are the homies. First up we have Trevor. Jacking Jack in. Next we have Dante. Jacking out. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least we got the homie Greg. <sighs> oh wow, wow. Well, I'm excited. I don't know who... I actually, I do know nobody else here is excited, but I'm excited. So, uh, this is my game for the month of February, so I will kick us off and introduce it. Before you do, before you do, I have a little song. Play that like 30 different times in my nightmares and... Hey, we don't even have to go any further than this if you don't want. <laughs> well, for those of you that love this game, I got you. So, um, Mega Man Battle Network is a real-time tactical RPG developed and published by Capcom. It was primarily seen as a way for the Mega Man series to branch out into the RPG genre and to celebrate Mega Man's 15th anniversary. It was created amidst the rise of the collectible card games, particularly with ones utilizing existing IPs. So I think when I did some research, it was like, I think there was um, uh, Dragon Ball Z. There was like a uh, a couple of animes and cartoon shows that also were releasing like trading, trading card games. I think X-Men at the same time had a trading card game. So like they were all cashing in because of the, the hype of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and Digimon and all that. Um, in-game collectible battle chips acted as cards and players could add or remove these battle chips from a folder, which acted as the deck. It was produced by Kai, I think it's Keiji Inafune, um, and I just I just had to shout out this dude's like his CV because it's ridiculous. So he he worked as an artist illustrator on the original Street Fighter and the original Mega Man. He created the character Zero for the Mega Man uh, X series, and then he produced Mega Man Eight, two Mega Man X games, three Mega Man Legends games. The entire Mega Man Battle Network series, as well as Lost Planet series, Onimushu, Onimusha, and the Dead Rising series. So, my, my man's CV is long. Um, and according to Inafune, the development team wanted Mega Man Battle Network to identify with younger gamers by creating a setting that resembled the real world and a gameplay model that combines elements from collectible card games with the fast-paced battle system. <coughs> um... The uh, story takes place in an alternate Mega Man universe set in the 21st century where society and everyday life is driven by the internet. People are able to interact with and virtually explore nearly any electronic device using highly advanced online avatars called NetNavis. Users access their NetNavis via a pet or personal information terminal device. You play as a young boy named Lan Hikaru, Hikaru and his NetNavi Mega Man as they Mega Man.exe, if I'm being technical, as they solve a series of crimes instigated by the World Three Organization or WWW. Um, the World Three was led by Dr. Wiley, and, and he they intentionally infect computer networks with viruses to hinder their normal operations and hack vital information. Uh, rather than sharing the platforming lineage of the Mega Man series, the players control the player controls Lan in the game's isometric outside world and Mega Man in its isometric internet world. The net and the inner workings of computers are displayed as a virtual world in which computer programs of all varieties are interactable and personified in a humanoid form. 
To progress through the game, the player must alternatively navigate the outside world as Lan and in the net as Mega Man, each containing certain tasks that must be completed and to allow the advancement of the other. As Lan, the player must travel around the world map, interact with NPCs, check emails, purchase items, initiate net missions, and speak with Mega Man through his pet device. As Mega Man, the player navigates the net, which is represented by a series of branching pathways and nodes to travel to both new and previously visited locations. You can also find and purchase upgrades and fight viruses. Battles occur via random encounters, and the battlefield itself is made up of 18 tiles divided into two groups of nine, one group being space in which Mega Man may freely move and the other group being the space inhabited by enemies. Mega Man still possesses his trademark Mega Buster and can freely transition around his space and fire the Mega Buster at enemies with the objective of each battle being to delete the viruses by reducing their hit points to zero. The the Mega Buster is weak on its own, so in order to delete viruses more efficiently, the player has access to special abilities called Battle Chips. These are minor programs that contain data that Mega Man can utilize to perform more powerful attacks, summon other net navvies for help, or execute supportive actions such as restoring HP or destroying tiles on the enemy's side of the battlefield. Each turn in battle presents the player with five random chips from their folder, and the player is limited to chips of the same variety or chips within the same alphabetic code. A battle gauge fills during combat, which presides, provides another random set of chips to be chosen from the hand. At any given time, a player may only have exactly 30 chips in a folder, and there are further limitations like only being able to carry up to 10 of the same kind of chip or only having 5 net navy summon chips in a folder. All inactive chips are held in a sack, which may be moved to the active folder or traded outside of battle. Each chip is aligned to, uh, to one of five elements, neutral, fire, water, electric, or wood, and enemies attacked by the element they're weak against takes double damage. Along with the chips, there are power-up programs that can upgrade Mega Man's HP, his defense, or abilities. Um, Mega Man Battle Network is generally well-received, with the battle system being a positive standout aspect for many critics. The game currently holds a 79% on Metacritic and went on to spawn several sequels and spinoffs on consoles, mobile phones, and arcades, as well as an anime series, manga series, a board game, and numerous pieces of merchandise. So that was uh, a little bit lengthy, but um, yeah, I I chose this game um, because this this was a game that I I think I ended up trading. Uh, I don't know if you guys did this when you were younger, but um, like on Game Boy Advance specifically, I used to trade games with friends. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I had like a Colonial. I don't even know how to, how do you say that? Colonia. I traded Colonia for Mega Man Battle Network with one of my friends, and I feel like I made a great investment. Are you talking um, about Klonoa? Klonoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was confused for a second. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, Klonoa. I had Klonoa on Game Boy Advance, and I traded somebody that game after I beat it for Mega Man Battle Network. And so I had this game when I was, I want to say like 2002, 2003. So, you know, like a little bit, like a year or two after it came out. And I really, really enjoyed this game. I, I... thought like i remember talking to dante since we had started playing this game and i thought like i had beat this game many times but um i don't remember a lot of this so i think maybe i only had beaten it once but this was always a game that i looked back at fondly and was like i really enjoyed this game playing it when i did play it and um yeah so this was always a game that i was like 
I'm not really into Mega Man the series. I don't really have a lot of fondness for the games except for Mega Man Battle Network. I'm like, I love that game. And um, I think uh, Dante had told me about, I think there was a game, uh, what is it, One Step from Eden that came out on Switch last year that was like a successor to the Mega Man Battle Network series. And so I bought that. And then my, my hopes is maybe one day we can play that on the podcast, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, this is the only game in the entire Mega Man Battle Network series that I've played. Um, and I think that after playing this, I'm like, I think I think I need to get the second and second and third game at the very least to keep playing this this series. Um, so yeah, uh, hear what Greg had to say. He unmuted himself for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll kick I'll kick it I'll kick it to I'll kick it to everybody. So I'll kick it to you, Greg. Like, what is your what is your background with Mega Man? And two, um, had you ever played this game before? Um, so I have played like some of the older Mega Mans, like. I haven't played all of them, but I've played like four, um, eight, a couple of the X series. So, I mean, I, and I always liked Mega Man, you know, like the, the, uh, the traditional games. Platform. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I never played, uh, Battle Network. So, like, I mean, growing up, uh, I used to, when I work retail, I would just see kids just buying these games up all the time. And I was always curious, like, are they any good or like what it was, but I just kind of never took the plunge on them, but uh, I knew they were like fairly well reviewed, just never checked them out. So this is my first time ever playing one. Um, and what about you, Trevor? What is your history with Mega Man and had you ever played or even heard of Mega Man Battle Network? So interestingly enough, my first introduction to Mega Man was NT Warriors, which is the anime that, um, let me see. I don't know if this game came out first. It was before the anime, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the anime was based on this game. It was based on Battle Network. Um, and I had never played a Mega Man game before. And I liked NT Warriors so much. Because um, around that time, I, I was like into Metabots and Digimon. Um, so that's, you know, and I like Tron too. So this anime was like right up my alley um but i like the anime so much that i ended up um getting mega man x7 and that was my first mega man game until i think the legacy collection came out and i played the first one um but yeah that's that's my history with mega man and what about you, Dante? I, I know, like me and you, we didn't we play on a bonus cast like two years ago. We played like, was it Mega Man? Which Eight? one was it? No, no, it was the it was a new one. Eleven? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That sounds about so. right. Yeah, yep, yeah, we played Mega Man Eleven in 20, yeah. 2018. Yeah, yeah, and I think we both enjoyed that one. We yeah, we both enjoyed that, and that that was. I think when we were in college, maybe we've talked about it on that episode, but when we were in college, we were like, we had some downtime. And I remember me and you, I think you had like the Legacy Collection, and we were like, we're going to go mm-hmm. through and beat every Mega Man. And I remember us getting, I think, up to the third game, and then just, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think your patience ran kind of thin. Yeah, yeah, the third yeah. One, so. So, and I, I re- really did like Mega Man 11, but like, this was always like, this was. 
I think I had played Mega Man Soccer on SNES. Like, I think I rented that. But this was, like, my first real Mega Man. Like, I didn't say real, but this was my first introduction to Mega Man was Battle Network. So I had played this before I had ever played any of the uh, the platformers. I'd like to say I might have played a Mega Man at some point, but I think this was the first Mega Man I completed. Because I know I didn't have any of the ones for Super Nintendo. I didn't have an NES. So when I got into, I think, middle school, I did a little bit of emulation, and I think this was one of the few games that I, I actually played from start to finish, Game Boy Advance back in the day. And then from there, um, I got pretty big into the Mega Man Zero spinoff, which revolves around Zero, was also for the Game Boy Advance. Um, I think in college was really when I started getting into like the original ones, because I heard, I'd heard so much about them. But I hadn't actually played any of them, so I played one on my own. Then I think we got together and played like one, two, and we started three. You weren't really feeling it. Um, I played, uh, was it the GameCube rendition of Mega Man Battle Network, which I can't think of the name of that. I'll look it up in a moment. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Around the time that I played the original Mega Man Battle Network was around the time I played the original Mega Man Legends, which was like the first 3D Mega Man game. So it was either one or the other as far as my series introduction, but they were roughly around the same time. And I've played 1 through 8. I think I've played X 1 through 7 or something like that. So I've played quite a few of these games. The the uh the GameCube one you were talking about is Mega Man Network Transmission. It was named the same thing as the anime. Yeah, well, I think that oh. I think Trevor said or no NT Warriors. Sorry, sorry. Yep, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this was when I because I looked up the series last night and I just wanted to see how many there were and everything. This was the only one that was on GameCube. All the, the rest were on Game Boy or handhelds. And um, this was also the only one that was like didn't have a number or like any same like it had Mega Man Network but not Battle Network in it I guess. But uh yeah um <clears throat> so uh, and then as far as why I chose this game this was a game that I felt like definitely fit the criteria of a cult classic because I do feel like a lot of people hold this game in high regard or you know like look back fondly on the time they played this and i felt like it was another opportunity like i like to try to check off genres for games that we've covered and this was like an opportunity to kind of like an rpg not not to say that we haven't played because like you know barkley uh was on rpg as well but just just being able to like have some some genres to outside of the normal things that we normally cover because I don't think RPGs normally they they run a lot longer than our 16 hour time limit so that this was one that I felt like oh this would fit within that you know time constraint and I feel like you get the the RPG elements and um, I was pretty excited to check it out anyway because it like I said it was like one of those games where I always wanted to check it out or try it cuz I heard such good things about it you know but uh you said you was like you. <laughs> so you're saying you 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 didn't like the time that you spent with this game? Is uh, that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess before we get there, like, so what did everybody play this on? And I, I played this on Game Boy Advance. So I, I ended up buying a like a third Man. party. 
I busted out my Game Boy SP. I had lost the charger for it, and it's you know, obviously the SP is like the GOAT Game Boy Advance. So I bought like a third-party charger and um, was able to play this game on uh, Game Boy SP. This Why guy. did I think you were playing on a micro? I have a micro, and like w- the reason why I had played it for, I think I played it for um, Advance Wars was because I couldn't find my SP charger. And I, I mean, it's been two years since we played advance wars and i still hadn't found my charger so i was like i'm gonna bite the bullet and go ahead and just buy a, a third party one so that way i can actually use my sp again i i don't think i could play on the sp anymore like i i tried it like i i found mine the other what? Like, like maybe a couple months ago when i was uh when i was trying to clean up a little bit and so i tried to play something on it and i'm like i can't do this anymore like my hands are too cramped on this thing like I, man no you're way. you're what a baby <laughs> <laughs> if i had the you know what like for a little bit i was looking around at like game boy advance mods and like buying one of those and putting like a new screen in it but i was like that's way more than i want to do but. one of the things that i told myself when we decided to do miss checkpoints was like i wanted to play the game on its original or like i didn't ever want to have to resort to playing a game on an emulator personally and i think i might just depending on like i, I might have to break that rule like depending on uh some because there's some games that i I think it might just be easier for me to get an emulator, but like I was like, I have this game. There's no reason I shouldn't play this game. The only thing I will say about the SP when I was playing it was like, it, I didn't realize it didn't have a, a auxiliary jack, so I couldn't I couldn't plug in my headphones into my SP. I had to just play it with the sound coming out. Man, which I never what? realized. Like it doesn't have a headphone jack. I wonder if it you no jack like out. you used to have to buy headphones that had like some weird input <laughs> or whatever. Maybe that's what it was. I can't remember. But it maybe just doesn't take like traditional three and a half, but like maybe there's some expansion port on it or something. Well, I mean, like it had the the, the charging the charging port and the link cable port. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but there's no no auxiliary or no like yeah nothing for headphones, which was I didn't realize that. <laughs> Seems like a pretty big oversight. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you I can I, buy I guess a five dollar adapter on Amazon to add that functionality. Well, there you go. Um, what, what about you? What'd you, what you guys play it on? Uh, so I just had a, I've got a modded SNES classic and I just ended up, uh, playing it on that. Just downloading the ROM. I had originally planned on buying the game so I could play it on my DS Lite, but <laughs> <laughs> you saw how much it cost. <laughs> I was very shocked at, um, the cost and even more shocked now, but, um, <laughs> I guess so like, we'll get what, to that what, later. What's it going on on eBay? Because you were looking on eBay, right? Yeah. Was um, it like fifty to seventy five? Yeah, I think the um, auction I was looking at at the time got up to around seventy five dollars. Yeah. Man, and imagine. I even, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, imagine knowing all you know now. If you paid seventy five. dollars <laughs> Yeah. Nostalgia, man. I'd, I'd probably try to resell it. I actually, I, I think this game, I think I had saw that this game came out on, um, I, I feel like I had saw that this game had come out on It was Wii on U. the Wii U shop or something? Yeah, like yeah, I, I felt like I saw that, it, I mean, obviously, I think you're the only one that, ha- do you even still have your Wii U? Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it came out on the Wii U Virtual Console in US in uh, 2014. But like, yeah, like the only way to play this game legitly i guess or properly or it was either game boy advance or that wii u release which was 13 years after its original release 
And now that you mention it, I don't even know if the Wii U eShop or Virtual Console or whatever is still up for like new purchases. Oh so. yeah, yeah, it's probably not. <sighs> yeah, I ended up playing it on an emulator on PC. And I did it on an emulator on my phone with a proper controller. Oh, uh, so you just what, what controller did you use? Um, I ended up I started with the Xbox One controller. And then eventually I got one of those 8-BitDo um, Wii controllers, I guess. Or not Wii, but Switch controllers. They look like the Super Nintendo, but they also have the analog sticks. If you've seen those. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And so you don't, you don't have the one with the handles, right? Yeah, it has the handles and everything. Like I had the one without the handles, the one that looks literally like a Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I'm like, I hate the Switch controller so much. Let me just get this Super Nintendo 360 Frankenstein controller. Do you? And it works you, really well. Do you um have the Switch Pro controller? No. Oh, okay. I was going to ask how does it con- con- compare to that. I have the Wii U Pro controller. All right. Well, I guess this will be quick because we have three haters in our midst. But, um, what do you guys? I guess we can start with the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, the music for this game. Um, Dante, he so eloquently in the beginning, like, he... he Tell me uh, I was wrong. Tell me I was wrong about it. <laughs> he did the tune for the game, um, which I think that was the main tune when you're um, on That's the net, right? Land's Bedroom. And also various other random places that they decided they didn't want to actually make music for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. It is. I, if you go to YouTube, if you go to YouTube and just do like Land's Bedroom, it's going to be a seven-second track. It's a seven-second track that's just looped. I, I will. I will admit it is. It is an earworm, but not in the good way. However, uh, I, I I dug the the music when you're on the net and like I, I dug a lot of the dungeon music were you not a fan of the dungeon battle music and the net music any of you guys uh some of the dungeons were or at least where i got up to like some of the dungeons were pretty good but can't speak for the rest of it oh actually yeah that that brings me so before we finish on the music like how so i beat the game uh think i played the game about 21 hours and like i i did a lot of grinding because just i like this game so i think i would have probably beat this game at around the 15 hour mark but i would say i at least spent six hours grinding in this game uh did you beat the game trevor i did not um i'm not sure how far i got into it um i do know i played about (laughs) 17 hours (laughs) dick did you at least did you get to the electric area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're pretty close then. I I was only laughing because I think I said maybe three weeks ago in our little group thing, I was like, I'm going to beat the game. Dante's going to beat the game. Greg is not going to beat the game, and he's going to have no intention of returning to the game. And Trevor's <laughs> not going to beat the game, and he's going to have intentions of returning. And I'm pretty sure I was 100% right, except for I don't think Trevor... I think maybe now that he knows he's close to the end, he might That's see it through. <laughs> mm. 
But I'm just laughing that I I predicted this and I knew. <laughs> Get red. <laughs> hey, it, it only took me about maybe, I'd say, 20 minutes of playing this game to know exactly how that was going to play. I was like, there's no way Greg's going to put up with this. <laughs> So, uh, Greg, so Trevor, you said you got you got to the electric dungeon. Yeah, I think that was the last boss I beat. Ele- Electman was the last boss. Yeah. So did you did you fight uh did you fight Proto Man? Um, what was because you power? should fight him. You should fight him right. Oh after yeah, him. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I finished then... that area and got back to the, I guess the overworld or the real world. Yeah, ACDC yeah. town. Yeah. And then, um, so Greg, how, uh, you said you played seventeen hours, Trevor. Yeah, I think that's what it said. Okay. And then, Greg, how, how many hours did you play? And do you remember the last? How far you got? Y'all are troopers. I I, I made it eight hours, and I tapped out after Iceman. That was it. Like that, that's. Oh my god! <laughs> that was as much as I could handle. Like, Bruh. Like, <laughs> it sounds about right. I, I can understand that. that. It gets better after how, that. How? When you have to do that ice puzzle maze thing? That, that was where I was like, The literally. ice puzzle sucks, but like the, the, I, I like the traffic light sequence that you had to do. That was cool. Were you outrun a bus as a yeah. kid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And you have, to jack, you have to jack into like four separate like, traffic lights? Yeah. Okay, uh, and then what about you, uh, Dante? Okay, well, I did finish the game. Um, I know. I even i I went into his DMs. I went into Marcus's DMs and been like, "Yo, I know none of these other people are going to finish this game. I just need to be able to tell the full story. <laughs> so I'm going to finish it just 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 so you can't say anything that I can't contest. Hate play it." <laughs> More or less, but I think I finished it in about fourteen or fifteen hours. Did you? Uh, you did you? You had a guide, or did you do a walkthrough at a certain point? I used a walkthrough specifically. There's a couple like overworld sequences where they weren't really good at telling you what to do, so I used the, it there. The the and one also I, I, during. I'm assuming when you had to find the WW agents, the W three agents. Um, well. Yeah, I did do... I used it there. I used it somewhere, like, where you had to find his dad or something like that, or you had to do some random event before you could find his dad. Mm-hmm. And then just pretty much any time you get onto the web is as a whole, because the level design in this... Like, I'm not even somebody who harps on level design, but the level design in this game... Oh, my God. ...is just... I don't understand it. They had to know what they were doing. They had to. It's so bad. Okay. So before we, we can talk about it, but before we do that, does anybody have anything else they have to say about music? Like I, I like I said, I will concede that the overworld or the, the ACDC town music and uh, was an earworm in, in the worst type of way. But like I, I dug all the music when you were on the net. I'm, and I'm not saying they were like bangers or anything, but I, I felt like they were serviceable. And they, they to me, they definitely gave me the vibe of like techy kind of music that was coming out in like the late or you know the early two thousands. Like it, it, it kind of it, it struck me as like the the early days of internet style of, of music, especially the the overall or the the when you when you jack in onto the internet. There were a couple of weird transitions, like 
I think one was like where you're you're in the internet and then all of a sudden you get to the boss and the music changes and it's not even like boss type music that it changes to. I can't remember yeah, which yeah. boss it was, but it was just like a really weird transition. Mm-hmm. Um, almost jarring. Um, but I had a lot of audio issues. I don't know if it was just the emulator I was playing with, but um, for most of the game, I couldn't even hear audio. Weird. And then a lot of times, like my controller would cut out, so I would have to just restart the emulator. Um, oh, you were playing con- with a controller and not the the keyboard. No, because it didn't. The um, key configuration wasn't straightforward. So I just tried to tried my best to get the controller working whenever I could. I think I figured out like a few keys just enough so I could save the game and then exit it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I tried to use the controller when I could. What controller were you using? I was using a three sixty controller. controller. Oh, you didn't. Normally, you can go into like the menu and map. Um, I mean, that's a different story. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I I didn't have the patience to to play around with it. Okay. Um, so um, I yeah. guess before we jump off of music, I think most of the music is fine. Like the main battle theme is pretty good. It's just that one track that just really just yeah yeah. I mean, like like you said, it is the the track that you're going to hear the majority of the time you're playing this game, and it probably wouldn't even bother you as much if it was like a thirty second to a minute long loop. But the fact that it was like a seven second loop was just annoying. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that one, Dante. Um, so you were talking about the level design, and uh, I'll let you. Go get into that and issue your uh, your your complaints. I actually want to hear Greg describe it first. I mean, my main issue is just one everything like one. There's no map, right? And I guess that's kind of like a small thing to complain about, but it's the fact that everything is so samey. And I guess it's just because the nature of the hardware it was built on. So it's not like they can have some, you know. Uh, I, I take. I got to take umbrage with that because, like, I just think back to any other JRPG design and you're not on this, like, two-by-two pathway 90% of it. Or at least if there was, like, something like that, there was at least elements in the background to kind of tell you where you were. Whereas this is, like, it's literally a bunch of spaghetti. Yeah. Especially, like, the WWW area. It's just a bunch of spaghetti strings just... And you have this very narrow vision of like where you're actually going. Right, right. So, yeah, and I guess I was trying to like make excuses for it, but then I'm like, I don't remember Golden Sun having like issues like that. And, you know, it's like a pretty expansive like RPG on that system, right? So it's like, can I really defend it, you know? Like, I've played a lot of JRPGs in my day, and I just cannot think of one that that, like, one is that linear, and then two is just, like, that samey as far as, like, the tile set and, like, I guess marking out yeah. key points. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they could have put a lot more effort into the detail just because I know they were trying to capture the essence of 
being in the internet and there not being like a lot of background elements. But I think that should have given them some room to do a few more fun things with the level design. It's really easy to get lost in in those dungeons, or is that was it just me? I, I think I think it was easier when you're on the 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 main network. But I felt like the dungeons. I didn't feel like it was easy to get lost in the dungeons. I felt like the dungeons were a little bit more distinct because there was like a specific thing that you had to interact for each of the dungeons they had like their specific little thing that you did and i felt like those were a little bit more distinguished uh i still got lost and yeah i was about to say there was a lot of wandering around for me and And i I think it's it's just it's because it's almost like a race against time because you're you're trying not to get hit by random encounters. Yep. I think that's the thing that you guys are actually complaining about, and it's not the level design because I felt like the the, the level is okay. I feel like if there wasn't random encounters, then you guys wouldn't have been as salty about the the wandering. It, it would have been exploring at that point, and like I feel like you guys felt like you were wandering and, and moving aimlessly around because you were getting into random encounters. And if you could just like, I'm going to go over here and, Oh, if I find an item, that's cool. And then I can go back to the main path. And like, I, I feel like that would have been one thing, but the fact that you have like a, you know, enemy encounter damn near every six or seven seconds. I think that's the thing that is like off putting for you guys. That definitely adds a lot to the frustration of it. Like even if the frequency wasn't as high, I still wouldn't like the yeah. level design, but I could probably bear with it. Be more tolerable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of Pokemon, like the Pokemon main series games. Um, but the random encounters, especially like when you're in caves, is probably my least favorite um, aspect of like the older games. Like the newer games now, you have the overworld where you can actually choose like you know when you want to make encounters. Um, so they're not completely random, but, um, but yeah, being in, I mean, this was essentially, I think Dante described it before we started recording, you know, it's essentially like being in the caves in Pokemon, like you don't know when an encounter is going to pop up. And a lot of times you're just trying to navigate this labyrinth of a cave. Yeah. Yeah, And I think. I, I take a little bit of umbrage when you said the like I know you didn't mean it maliciously but the word like explore discover with this game because like just the tile set and what makes up the greater map that you're in is so samey like Greg was saying earlier there's it never felt like I was like oh well I'm gonna see some cool thing over here if I run over here it's like oh well there might be one of those little diamond things that gives me a chip. Or it's a dead end. I, I mean, I, you're you're right. It's not like you're getting like amazing gear, but I do know, like at least for me, when I got further into the net, I was like, "Oh, I'm just trying to get to this next area." And once I found the path, that's the way I was going. And there was a couple times when I like I went to an area that I had been to like ten, eleven, twelve times, and then I just took the other route. And I was like, oh, snaps, there was a shopkeeper here and I had no idea. And I could, you know, I was able to buy upgrades for Mega Man and like make my character stronger. And I had no idea because I was like trying to mainline and and get to the you know next part of the, the, the story. So I guess I don't mean like like you're finding worthwhile like 
uh, items. It, it's mostly just like, oh, there's like a person over here. Or, or um, when you start getting, I don't know if you guys were collecting or getting people's addresses or whatever, but being able to find more ways to get into deeper into the net. Like when you get like somebody's, did you guys do any of that stuff? Uh, I did a few battles and like found, a, you know, like, because I think you, you get some of them from just battling people. Yeah. The, yeah. So I got a few of those, but and, and, and those greatly and, and like it's those greatly help like you traverse the net because now you don't have to work. You're like you're going to run into less in, random encounters because now instead of like I think when I was checking online on a, on a walkthrough, there's like 14 levels of the Internet, you know, like 14 different screens. And if you jack in from your bedroom, you're start on screen one. And if you, you know, like. Once you start collecting other people's locations and everything, you can jack in into a deeper and deeper level so you don't have to traverse seven screens to get to the eighth level of the internet or whatever. And, like, not to say that that, like, I think that means that you have less random encounters because you automatically just get to where you needed to go, but you still need to have, like, in your head, like, I hear you guys the complaint about the map. Um, and yeah, like, you still need to know, how, like, where you need to go once you're on the eighth level. It doesn't resolve the issue of like it still being a lot samey and, and everything like that. So I completely get that that gripe. Yeah, I feel like if they just had more environmental elements that like kind of distinguish where you were, like little landmarks where it's like, oh, it's easy to be like, oh, I passed this one thing instead of like in the ice world or whatever. Oh, I went through this one ice block or now this is like the fifth ice block in a row or whatever. Like, you know, it's like it's kind of hard to really get your bearings where you're at sometimes because there's just not a, a lot of variety in the environment. Like if you could hit, like, I feel like a modern game would just have you hit the left trigger and just do a scope out or whatever. Zoom yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, not even if you, if you could just be like, okay, like if there was a, a mini map, a mini, you know, like or something in your bottom right. right corner. Um, and, and actually I, I was looking it up and one of the things that I saw, um, so I had looked up that, I think I told you, Greg, but like looking up the list of the rankings of the Mega Man Battle Network series. And one of the things that they said that was introduced in the second game uh, was uh, the routes were easier to follow. There were hub areas. So like I, I think they, they addressed some of the complaints that people had. Um, and I guess some of the complaints you guys had, but I haven't played the second game. So I have no idea if it resolves the specific issues that you guys had. But it sounds like some of the things were addressed potentially. But yeah, and, and I, I feel you guys though. Like it, it does. It it the internet is very samey, and um, it's it's very easy to get lost for sure. Very easy to get lost. The one other thing I do want to just touch on is it'd be one thing if it was just the abundant number of encounters or the just kind of, I guess difficulty of navigating the map but then they also for the main dungeons throw in a gimmick for each one of them mm -hmm. and i do not think i enjoyed a single gimmick they they threw my way can we talk about the random encounters before we talk about the the dungeon gimmicks sure so sure i i think that the amount of encounters that you get into is it's it's turned up too much and like you guys were saying, like it, it literally is like you, you'll you'll be walking and within five seconds you're in an encounter and then okay, battle ends, five seconds you're in another encounter. 
So I do think the frequency of the encounters is turned up too high. However, you are getting into the best part of the game. Like, if if you guys are trying to say that the battling in this game is bad, no, then, mm. then, then I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. Actually, that's the thing. That's that's where it breaks down for me. I think the combat is actually fun. It's just, I know, and that that's why I'm trying to figure out what the complaint is. It's that too you much. Get to fight, <laughs> but it's so fun. Well, it's just, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You learn. You know, there's like maybe six or seven original creatures per dungeon. You get the gimmick. And then you have to fight like a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly wish if it were going to be like this, it would be more strategy or puzzle style than like kind of action based. Um, because like I'd rather go in and see the map and say, okay, I have these three specific enemies and I know their attack patterns. And it's going to give me these five random um, power-ups that I've selected um, from my folder. Um, but rather than making me go through those motions and say, okay, attack this one, attack this one. Okay, maybe my attack missed and now I have to sit here and, and spam my um, my Wait blaster button um, until I can get another charge. Um, you know, allow me to strategically place you know, where I want to be, I, like I said, that might, that might be changing like the, the core mechanics of the game, but that's what I would rather do if I were to do that many encounters. That way, at least it goes by quicker, especially if I'm like a higher level, I don't want to have to sit here and, and go through all these motions, like for each encounter, if I I don't have like an escape chip. I mean, personally, like, I've been playing a lot of Into the Breach while I was waiting for you guys to finish this game. And, like, it takes me longer to do a single turn in Into the Breach than it does to finish a battle in this game. And, like, it literally is, like, I have my five chips. I pick the one. I set them up. And, like, my my fights are taking, like, two seconds at most. And, like, it's still, like, it it was fun for me because I, I was able to build my deck in a way that I'm outputting so much damage on a single turn that like even like stronger enemies like I'm I'm killing them like when you're fighting actual net navvies I'm killing them in 20 30 seconds at most so like and like I don't even feel like my mega man was like super like upgraded like I think I had 3 in all of the the components the the things that you could upgrade so it wasn't like I had max damage or or max um charge or anything like that and i don't know like to me it it, it seems like you guys and i'm I'm not trying to say you guys weren't playing the game but i'm like i question how you guys built your decks if you couldn't complete a fight and like if the fight was taking you that long where it was an issue so i I get the frequency and i get like banging your head and having to fight the same enemy hundreds and hundreds of times i get that yes But Bro, I think like, we it wasn't murdering. these fights weren't like, these fights were not long. Yeah, it's not the yeah, length of it for me. Like, because most yeah. fights would they would, I think on average, like a battle for me would be like maybe I don't know anywhere from like eight to maybe like fifteen seconds or whatever, if that. Like, not not very long, but it's just the fact that you just kept doing it, and then it's always generally the same 
uh, you know, like what, five or six enemies. And then they all come in like similar formations. So it's like, you might get the, these three enemies and they're going to be in this type of formation. Uh, you know, these two are two different enemy types in this specific formation. So it just got to where it was like too samey. And then I didn't feel like there was a good enough reward for every time I got into a random encounter. It's like, Oh, I get a little bit of money and like, that's it. Or like, maybe I get like, a card or whatever, but like most of the time, like sometimes are good, but like for the most part, yeah. I didn't feel like, uh, some of the ones that I was getting were like amazing, but that could just be where I was at in the game. Um, sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were just kind of like definitely in the first, I would say first four to five levels of the internet, like the enemies you fight are give pretty lackluster rewards. But once you get deeper in the internet, like, especially if you're clearing, like, I don't know if you, you so a couple things I learned is like your battle gauge fills up in 10 seconds. And so um, typically like the, the quicker you take out the, the, the enemies, the higher the ranking you get. And then depending on the types of enemies you get, you're going to be on the path to get higher rewards. So like, you know, if you clear out like a, a net navy, like a big bad in under 10 seconds, you're getting like, 20,000 money versus if you clear it out in 30 seconds, you're getting like 500 and that even extends to the type of chips you're getting. So when you're fighting like really big, bad enemies, like if you clear them out quicker, like two, two, three attacks, like you are getting like super sick, like battle chips. And so like you're, you're those chips are going to do more damage. So I don't know. It's just like everything in this game rewards you moving super fast and like taking out stuff. And like that's why I was saying about your guys's decks, because it's like, I was able to like stack like these four attacks that each did 80 and I'm like, I'm like, and plus with my charge, like I'm doing like 400 minimum on my first attack with those, you know, and like I had one chips in my deck that were doing 150 and I had like six of those in my deck and and it was just like, I could stack my deck. I was even doing the alphabet as well. And I think partly of this was because I really enjoyed the battle system and I did grind out. So like my deck, I had like, only like six alphabet alphabetical numbers in it, and so even though I had like that's too many. Help, what'd you say? I said that's too many. To, no, no, it, it wasn't because like I mean, it, I could I could heal, steal something, and and also do damage with the you know like all on the same turn because like they were all like crossed. I, I don't know. It's just I'm saying like you need to keep it at like four or five. Hey, be efficient hey. in this game. Like, hey, the, hey. B- put the game, put the game on your uh, SP. Come to my house. I got this. I, I'll, I'll get a, uh, I'll get a uh, link cable, and we can, de- we can, we can duke it out. <laughs> and that's not gonna see me, see me offline. <laughs> I just, I'm just imagining people still doing that right now and playing this game. Like, man, this, 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 this game is my life right now. So every weekend. <laughs> We're linking up. tournaments. <laughs> nah, but like I, I don't know. It, it to me, I think the far and away the best thing about this game is the battle system, and I I think that you guys, I would feel like you guys agree, like that is the thing about this game that like stood out. And I get the complaint that like oh we're fighting the same enemies and you know like we're fighting them too much, but it's just like I don't, I don't think it's even that for me because like I said, I'm a huge fan of Pokemon. And this, I think this game takes cues from that approach mm-hmm. um, as far as encounters. And, 
you battle the same Pokemon over and over in that game. So I don't. For me, it's not the repetitiveness of it. It's it's just that along you know coupled with the um, the level design and trying to get through um, you know different maps. I think that's what makes it a little bit tedious. It. I don't know. This... It's like if they had if they had repel in this game, you still wouldn't like this game. I don't know. I I think I like it. Like I I was when I first started this game and you first go into the internet, I was expecting there to be like sections of the game or sections of the internet where there are no encounters. Like maybe there's a rest area. Like I know that after each encounter you get all your health back. I think that's one of the good things. That's one thing Pokemon doesn't do. Um, so, so let me just say that that's where you're wrong. Is it's tw- you've been on the internet. There's no safe space on the internet. Wait, what? Wait, what? There's no safe space on the internet. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you're gonna get flamed anywhere. <laughs> I just want like even if it's like around merchants, because I don't think it's consistent enough to say okay every. Every couple of intervals, you'll have a, a merchant or or some type of NPC here, um, or like a, a rest area to to stop and, and jack out. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm asking for too much. Kind of on an opposite note, like I would have preferred the battles to be longer. Like I don't enjoy going into an encounter hitting A and then immediately just being done with it because that's just a waste of my time. I would enjoy them being longer if the rewards were more worth it. Right. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So, like, armchair game designer, like, what would have been better rewards? Like, like, what would have been, like, this is worthwhile? I think the game would have benefited from having just a traditional level up system versus you doing it, you know, where you have to get these, uh, this power ups and, uh, get that type of stuff. I think it would have been better if it was just XP. I mean, to me, cause at yeah. least it feels like you're making some incremental progress, even if you keep running into random battles, you know, cause you are essentially grinding. Yeah. By doing this, but you're so not they, they turn down the frequency of the grinding and then give you more XP and then you use the XP to upgrade your character. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, even well, I, I think if they did add an experience um, uh, system into it, they wouldn't even need to turn down the frequency of encounters because then you're getting a, a benefit for these encounters. See, I'm I'm okay with like the overall leveling process for the most... Like, I don't think it's great that you have to pay to win, so to speak, as far as, like, okay, I'm going to buy my upgrades. But um, that wasn't really my thing. My thing was, like, I think the chip system as it is is kind of fundamentally broken and discourages the player from actually experimenting in a lot of ways because, like, essentially all the chips have a letter associated with them a through t or something like that and the thing like as a kid i would have been stupid and not realize this but as an adult i came to the conclusion oh you know i can only get five chips per turn i need to make all these chips 
as much the same letter as possible. So like 90% of the game, I just use like three or four letters. And anytime I got a chip, no matter how cool it was, if it wasn't associated with one of those letters, I'm like, well, this is dumb because I'm not going to be able to use a majority of my loadout and I'll just end up shooting my buster for the majority of the turn. I think that's bad deck building, but that's just me. No, I, no, I completely agree with works. Dante. Like, especially along the lines of um, you know younger Trevor playing this game, I would not have even considered that. Like, especially as, as far as the strategy of, of building the deck, um, I would have just been like, "Man, this ability is cool. Let me throw it in there." Because I think there was actually yeah, one there's point there's where I combined like specific chips, and it gave me like a um a rare chip or something like that but i didn't know how to use it i think i combined like steel with three different sword attacks and and it gave me like a a b sword or something like that i don't know if y'all ever um got that with like a combination of different chips chips. nope i never got a single one of those i might have gotten one combo at some point but yeah, I didn't know how it worked, so I probably didn't even use the attack correctly. Um, but yeah, I think I, I took the same approach as Dante as far as building a deck and um, actually taking the time to to see like how this system works. See, I, I think I think that like you guys are we, you were mid maxing, but in like a different way than I was because like. I said I had like six different letters or whatever. So I, Dante said I was building my deck differently than he was, but like I was all about removing tiles from the enemy. And so like kind of keeping them stuck on one area. So then that way they couldn't get close to me and I could just focus on just shooting them with the mega buster. So like I had a lot of um, the quake ones because uh, especially once I got like the quake three uh, attack, so it, it basically it focused on one block, uh, would crack it once it landed, and then um, remove if if somebody moved on it and then moved off, it would remove that tile, and it also did damage on a cross, you know, the the the, the tile above it, below it, and to each side of it. So I, I was getting 150 damage on five of the nine tiles. Um, and so like, I would just do like three of those and they just would lose, like, especially when you're fighting enemies that don't move forward, they just move, you know, up, up and down on one row. And then I had a bunch of, um, I I think I said that you could have five unique net navy, um, uh, chips. And I think I had three of the gutsman ones because like he would just pound the ground and crack everything. And once somebody moved off of a tile, it would disappear. So like my entire game plan was removing tiles from people and just being able to like trap them on one tile and just be able to just shoot them to death. So like I had a completely different strategy than you guys did, but my deck was set up in a way that best allowed me to do that. I just want to make a side note real quick. Um, the chip system is also like one of my biggest gripes about this game. This game had so much potential to be cooler because if you've ever watched, um, NT warrior, like the chips changed, um, Mega Man's appearance. I don't know if it did that in any other Mega Man game, but that was one reason why I liked NT warriors because like, like that any, every upgrade he got, like changed his physical appearance 
Um, which I'm was pretty sure it does that in the later games, at least like for some stuff. So yeah, that was that was like a missed opportunity um, in my eyes because I was like, man, this game is about to be super cool, just like the show. But nope. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna send you, man. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, it's cool to see your character physically change appearance based on how you, you know, have them set up. What about you, Greg? Oh, what were you saying? Just like how you built your deck. Um, I mean, I tried to uh, mash it up by what is it called the 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 letter type? I forget what they they call it. The um, I tried to do that. I'm pretty sure I wasn't super optimal about it. Uh, I only got. Like I feel like half the time I would get um like a good role where I would have um you know something that I could at least combo with, but most often a lot of times uh like my first role was pretty whack I had like I had to go with like whatever the best attack was out of it, or I had to just pass and like hope on the next role uh I got enough stuff that uh I could use on the next one but uh yeah, and it could just be I just wasn't great at building decks. Uh, so that, you know, that might be on me, you know, but that was definitely an issue I was running into. Sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) For me, my deck was set up that I could do like damage on multiple tiles. So it was just like, it wasn't even not necessarily that I had to aim, but it was just kind of like, okay, I have this sword. It goes three, you know, three rows deep. So it doesn't really matter. Like if I swing it, it's going to hit. The, the three back rows because that that was one of the things that I ran into with some of the like the cannons I liked using the cannons but they only attacked or hit people in the front row and I was just like I need to make sure that I'm outputting as much damage so I guess that's kind of how my my deck was built was like doing the most amount of damage to the most amount of squares and trying to um, remove as many as many tiles from my opponent basically you know restricting their movement as best i could as well so i had like a bunch of steals i had um ones to to crack uh their their uh side of the field um i had some like homing like i had proto man and skull man so those homed in on enemies so like i didn't even have to worry about aiming them or anything either so yeah like i it was just about like how i'm going how are you going to get this work <laughs> and the answer to that is you get big bomb which is a um, nine by nine attack if you use it in the middle square, and you stack up on those. See, I didn't have enough of those, so like that was the one thing I grinded for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I didn't have enough of those, so I was just like, oh crap! Like I'm, I had like two, and I was just like, uh, I, I wanted to try to uh, be able to stack, if not by letters, then by names, you know. So I didn't want to have like two. I, I tried to have five of everything in my deck if I could. Um, and yeah, I, I will say, Trevor, you were talking about the um, the way Mega Man looks. I don't yeah. know if any of you guys got them, but uh, the the armors in the game, there was like four different armors. You could have wood armor, uh, fire armor, aqua armor, and I guess neutral armor. And they didn't change any of your appearances, but they helped you um, re- be more resistant to damage of that type. It seems and like they I, did that in later games. From what I'm reading. Like changing the appearance? Yeah. yeah. Like one one of my complaints, I guess my complaint battle-wise was like, I don't think they, they gay, like, I wish they had more, uh, 
non-neutral enemy types and attacks. It it seemed like majority of your moves that you got were neutral, and there was maybe one or two fire attacks or one or two wood attacks. So like I, I didn't feel like they they imp- they introduced this Pokemon esque kind of like you know weakness based on the element, but I don't feel like it was like. I feel like it was inconsequential for the most part. Yeah, they definitely should have introduced that earlier in the game because that probably would have gotten me hooked a little bit more. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe I wanted to um, tech out my deck so that it was all fire type or, you know, specifically for a, um, you know, particular boss that I wanted to be. Um, The the problem, I was going to say, the problem with that is, like, there's not enough of a reward of using, like, a elemental attack for the most part. Like, you use it and it had it, like, it says wood or it says fire, but I never really, like, know, like... I think it, it does. It wasn't like I was getting a lot more damage from it or something. I remember when I was playing the, um, the ice level and I had, I bought that electric sword attack um, from the merchant. And um, I used it on one enemy, and it took him out in one turn. Yeah, it it does double damage. Like I, I had a fire attack that I would do on the Woodman Net Navi, and it would do double damage. And so, like I kept it in my deck, but like kind of like what Dante was saying, it doesn't like kind of behoove you to build like a fire deck or to 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 build an electric deck because well, it only allows you to store one deck. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and like, that makes sense when you think about, like, how hard it is to get 30 chips, <laughs> you know? Like, you're not necessarily getting chips every turn. And then on top of that, too, like, it would take a lot of grinding in order to get, like, an element-specific type of deck. <laughs> the chips are digital. You just need to download the chips per battle. So just, like, allow me three different loadouts, and I just have access to all my chips, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I wish they did that, but I, I I'm just, 99% sure they probably introduce that in two or three. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm willing to bet that they introduce multiple or being able to have different decks in a later game because it, it, it definitely seemed like it was missing in this game, and I was just like, oh, I wish I could, because I, I, I hated having like when I took a move out of a deck, and I was just like. I don't think I'm ever going to use this move again. And it's just like, I would have definitely put this in a side deck and have like a, a different kind of themed deck or whatever, where I had like, my deck was like, you know, removing, uh, tiles. But then if I had another deck that was just like, uh, a different theme, I definitely would have used some of these attacks. And then also like later on in the game too, when I was getting even, like I was getting strong attacks, but, uh, they were element specific and if I only had one or two or three of them, it was just like, it does, it's not worth it at this point for me to experiment with this ability. Even though I want to try it and see what it does, um, I'm not going to put it in my, this main deck because my main deck that I have is like fine-tuned and built to be this way. But if I could throw it into some side deck and just be able to experiment with it and see what I could do, then maybe it would like uh, reward like testing things out. Um. Do we talk about any... the best part of this game? Oh, we just we just finished talking about the battle system. Was there something else you wanted to add? <laughs> I think the um, the variety of enemies is really good. I mean, you're not wrong, but you want to uh, expand on that. Um, so basically, um, throughout each level, um, like uh, the first one, 
or I won't even go to the first one, but like as you progress, the enemy types change. And based on like some of the levels, like the ice one, you run into a lot of water enemies because you're in like a water works, um, uh, facility. facility. Yeah. Um, and so you run into a, a lot of water type enemies and then there's one level where you run into fire type enemies and sometimes it combines them with water enemies. Um, but I think, um, even with all of the encounters, um, it, it makes you want to progress just so you can see different types of enemies. If that means anything. I mean, I do think that the enemy design is really good and there there is like, you know, like you're saying, there's good variety amongst the different worlds, but I, I, I like the, not only the enemy design, but just like the, uh, the way they attack and like what they do. But I guess that goes into design as well. Like their attack patterns and just the way they move. Like, and then also where they have like multiple versions of the same enemy. Like they're mm-hmm. like ranked up versions. It, it, it kind of made me think of um, uh, shoot, what was the uh, fighting game? The 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 parry game we played. Oh, um, pacifist. Yeah, pacifist. Yeah, yeah and it, it made me think of that where it was like, oh, this enemy does this thing. Oh, now you're fighting it and it's a different color. Okay, crap. This is going to be a little bit different. What's going on? And then, you know, and like, so you would see this, this one character model, but he had like four different color patterns. And so you knew that the different color patterns were like a higher ranked version of the previous one or whatever. And they did that with, in this game, um, with almost all the enemies, um, there was like those those digger. I, I don't know Mega Man enemy types, but the, what are the ones with the helmets on their head with the the, the Medgar? Medgar. Yeah, is that so their like, name? I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> I know that was you know what they dropped the chip. Yeah, yeah. but like so they had the the shockwave attack that they did, and it would you know do an attack, and so the basic ones they were always up. So even though they had a helmet, it was inconsequential. And then they had a higher ranked one of it that when it wasn't attacking, it was underground. So it couldn't take any damage. And um, there was just like, that was one example. There was another enemy that um, it, uh, uh, they were the ghost that when you were on the same row as them, they would teleport to a different row. And, um, so the very basic one, I think, had like 50 or 60 or 100 HP. And then the next one up had 120, but it had an ability to also heal enemies uh, for 50 HP. So like just different little things that they tweaked about how these enemies played, I thought was really interesting. And they had different drops. And I don't know, I, I really dug the even when you're fighting like the same enemy, it like they had like different versions of those enemies. So I, I really dug and, it. And it created like some really interesting, um, combinations, like whenever they, um, use specific enemy types, like at the same time, um, during an encounter, um, it made some really interesting battles that way. Yep. Yep. Especially like, when uh, you the... got to the ones with like the, the rain cloud, the, um, yep. <laughs> like there are certain things, you, certain ways you have to dodge enemy attacks. The um the uh dashing birds like the normal one just dashed in a straight line, but then the next level up one did a fi- like it was a firebird, and so like it left a fire path. 
mm-hmm. and then once you moved over that path, you were taking damage. One thing I will say is I also found there's like a little bit like the game felt a little sluggish in some ways, like moving from tile to tile. And it kind of was annoying at times. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't have an issue with it. There's a, a little bit of a... Um... Sounds like an emulator to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I think it's more of it's like... It's a fraud. Uh, Everything. Like your, your hit frame. Because I kind of took advantage of it on enemies. I, I don't know. Like, or, or your hitbox. Uh, but... I didn't have too much difficulty with it, but I did notice it was there was a little bit of, of lag as far as like the frames. I didn't really run any any issues with that. Um, did you guys have? Um, I guess we can kind of start wrapping up. Um, did you guys have? Uh, what was your like standout battle chips? That was one of the questions I had written down. Big like, bomb. Big bomb. Yeah, I don't think I got far enough to get some of the really crazy stuff, but like uh the one where you throw it and then like the big stone uh Yeah, Quake. That yeah, was the Quake one. That was pretty good. Uh the the pink version of the, the Medguard things, the shockwave you would get from them was pretty good. It came in clutch. Uh I got roll. That seemed pretty yeah, good. Yeah, what she healed. Yeah. Um trying to think of some other ones i guess those are kind of like the main ones that really uh, came through for me for the most part what about you trevor i don't know if i have a favorite i like the quake one um i used roll a lot uh roll and roll two um and of course i was always trying to combine all the sword attacks um with steel um so i would just basically steal as many tiles as i could and then just roll up on them and and get to swinging. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, um, Quake was probably like my favorite. The Quake level three was my favorite, like normal attack. Um, and then I had uh, the Night Swords were pretty fun too because they hit three tiles deep. Um, and then as far as uh, Net Navi specific ones, like I really like the Guts Man one because like that tied directly into my I think every time I've ever played this game that was like always been my strategy of like trying to suffocate and trying to take as as much movement away uh, from my enemies as possible so that was always like my preferred gameplay style so I just sent y'all the list of combos that you can do and Mm -hmm. and I guess it's whenever you use um... oh never mind they have some that are combinations of different attacks um, but there's a lot of them for using um, the same attack consecutively or combining like the same chip the the thing is the way this game sets up how chips are given to you and how they're I guess refreshed tur- tur- turn per turn makes most of these just like I'm not going to wait five turns to actually set one of these up where I get like KLMNO of the same chip. Well, I don't think well, it's necessarily, think that, necessarily that, but, but when, you're, you're... When, you, when you receive chips, you can either use chips of the same letter or the same attack type. And so I think if, you like, if you're not paying attention to the letter type when you're building your deck, 
you can just put a bunch of um, of the same attack type chips in your deck, and so that would give you. I don't think you, you need still all of have those, to. Though. Like, say you have cannon A, and you have like there's cannon A, B, C, whatever. Like, if you have three cannon A's, you're not going to get one of these powerful combos. You actually have to have A, B, and C. No, I think you I can... know this because I had like multiples with the same letter and I never got like Z cannon because I want to say that's how I got the one with the sword Um, maybe this is for a different game B sword oh never mind it does have three times sword S so I'm pretty sure that's what I used yeah there might be an edge case where it's like three of the same one but just looking at this list really quickly like most of them require you to have separate letters of the same chip Oh. And then that's something they don't really teach you in the game. It's like, hey, they they, these... they call it out, but they never like explain how to do it. So like, I I was aware of it, but I I don't think I've ever in my ever playing this game have I ever even like I'm gonna try to do this thing. It just never organically happened for me. So I just was like, I ain't gonna worry about it. Yeah, and I only got it that one time in my play. Yeah, like I I was like more trying to like in my playthrough i was like i'm gonna try to collect all of the chips and like try to clear up my my chip index <laughs> and just try to get everything but then even that i was like one of the things i will say is after i beat the game i was like i, I had the brief like idea in my head like i'm gonna keep playing this and try to you know get some chips or whatever and i honestly i didn't have any I did not. I didn't have any desire to, like, I don't want to say keep playing, but I was just kind of like, I'm good. Like, I I don't really want to do that. So, sure, you guys are right. This game is boring and it sucks. (laughs) Because I'm cheerleader number one, and I was just like, I'm not really looking forward to having to grind out this thing because, like, I just really want to do this thing, and I know it's going to be a big slog in order to do it, so I'm just not going to do it. What were you about to say? I honestly forgot. Okay. <laughs> but I did want to talk about some some of the overworld character designs. Okay. What did you guys think of Generic Kid A? Oh, yeah. That, um... Hmm. It's like, there's really not that many NPCs in this game. They didn't have to go, like, full anime so with bad. it. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. Generic Kid A... So like the, the little boy. There, there are like non-essential characters or non-essential NPCs in this game, and if you look at their like their um, their profile avatar um, image, it's like a really generic picture. They almost look kind of derpy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying. Uh, whereas like you know essential Your NPCs character. are are more detailed. Well, you can tell they're a necessary character. <laughs> it was before I really thought about graphics in the way that I do now. But I remember even as a kid, I, I remember seeing that character and just being like, oh, this doesn't look great. <laughs> Why did do that man it's like, like that? It's like watching <laughs> anime and you see all the people in the, in the crowd um, at the tournament. I wonder if he appears in the anime. He has to. Yeah, you don't. Wait, there's an actual anime based off this. <laughs> Were you not paying attention? Whichever was like that, that was. His... That's the best part of this game. 
is the fact that there's an anime based on it. Didn't you know Marcus is an avid anime lover? Yeah, Marcus, you, you need to watch this. Anime. Didn't you know yeah, this is the only way this can be justified. <laughs> I love anime. I will say the um, the anime doesn't have the best ratings. If you, if you, Marcus, if, if you not as good as if the you game. do love this game so much and decide to go back. Like, oh content. man, this anime! Because I think is so they bad. said um, <laughs> when I was looking at all of all of the um, the content for this game or for this uh, specific uh, I don't know what you call it subset of Mega Man, but the manga, the anime, and the game all have different storylines. Like none of them are the same. Well, that's probably for the best, right? So then you're not like just. Because I'm assuming that they want you to play the the games, and they don't want you to like know what's happening. They have to keep that part interesting, right? I mean, I guess. Like I said, that I mean, the, the anime doesn't necessarily have the best um, the best ratings, but it was like one of those Saturday morning cartoons when I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, you know, because I'm gonna be watching, you know, the show before it and after it anyway, so. I think that's how I got into it, and I just kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of weird, because the anime didn't come out too much later than the game, I'd like to say. Maybe maybe the dub came later, and that's why, but I just remember hearing about the anime, knowing it was on Fox Kids, yep. along with like all the other that other block of animes at that time, and just never really giving it a shot. I watched... Just I watched like probably game. every single Fox Kids Saturday morning cartoon at that time. That, that was what I did on Saturday mornings. If I wasn't at Books a Million playing Pokemon. <laughs> the love runs deep. <laughs> but I guess the anime has a different story. We need to talk about this game story. Because there's some revelations that I need spoiled for the rest of the group. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you guys ready for the spoilers? Go, for it. <laughs> go ahead, Dante. Well, let, let's go through, you know, just... Well, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I'm saying you can start. You can start. All right, well, you start as Lan... What's Lan's last name? Do you know? Hikari. Hikari right, or something Hikari. like that. Hikari. And you're a school student, so you're going to school. And I think the first day after summer or something like that, you're... The blackboard gets hacked. Is that how it starts? I think. I think. The, I think the first day you have a substitute teacher. Oh, Mister right? Higsby. Yeah. 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 Huh. And he locks you guys in, and I think they're trying to. Um, let's see. It's like subjugate or like. Um, Indoctrinate like the kids with the and, WW. No, actually, the first the first thing is the oven. The oven is the first thing. House is catching on fire. Because there's been like a news report that oh. WWW crime is on the rise in the internet, so just watch out. And sure enough, your oven catches on fire. Then you end up going to school, and yeah, essentially, like the dude abducts your pre, your like actual teacher. You end up fighting him. Um, is it Waterworks after that? Um, right after that is. It's got to be waterworks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The waterworks. The water shortage. Shortage. Yeah. So everybody's dying of thirst. So you have to go to your dad's job and dying of thirst. Um, take care of Iceman because I think his operator, his kid got 
kidnapped by the WWW, so he was trying to do, play out some ransom so he could get his kid back. And in the process, pretty much try to starve the entire town, or not starve, but, uh, you know. Uh, dehi- not dehydrate, yeah. but yeah, I know. <laughs> Making all them kids thirsty. Make them parched. <laughs> Parch them to death. Then you meet Lode Chod. Weirdest name ever. Which, no, that was like, I think I messaged you about this. That was just like a mistranslation. So, Chad is like this teenage extraordinaire CIA dude that's like, okay, I'm the best buster of my age or whatever you want. They, they basically like think of Harry Potter and it's like uh, they have people that are official net battlers. And I guess they would be the equivalent of, um, shoot, what is it in Harry Potter? Um Basically, they're people that go out to solve crimes, if anything. Like, anything that's going on on the internet, or, yeah, on the, on the internet, they have these official net battlers that are to first first arrive to the scene and kind of address the issue. I can't think of what the... Talking about, like, the Aurors? Yes. Yes. They're like the Aurors, where they're, like, our, our sworn goal is to, you know, do this thing, and that's basically what a net battler is in this game, in this world. But in reality, he's just Gary Oak. Yeah, basically, basically. Just this very smarmy, uppity kid that thinks he's better than you. And then you beat him, and then he doesn't know what to do with his life. (laughs) But anyway, like, I had to send Marcus a message because not once, but twice, Proto Man, his Navi, refers to him as Lode Chod. And I'm like, is that his name? And then I'm just going to Google Lode Chod. And they're like, oh, no, this is just a um, mistranslation. It was supposed to be Lord Chad because this Navi is, it, he has a problem. That's the best way to describe Proto-Man. <laughs> but then after you um, do the stuff at Waterworks, is it the electric? Um... Uh, it's the transportation, so it's the, the, the bus. Right, so you go to downtown and... Your friend Mail, all of these kids have um, internet, I guess, metaphor names or whatever you want to call them. And what's interesting is I had no idea her name was spelled that way because in the anime it's Mailu, which is like a, I think it's a translation of Meru. Like Mary? I guess. It's spelled with an R instead of a L, of course, in, in Japanese. I'm surprised when they dubbed that they didn't just change it to me. Anyway, she gets um, stuck on a bus that's been, I guess, hijacked okay. and also wrapped with explosives. Yeah. yeah. Like, think uh, Speed, <laughs> the movie yeah, Speed. <laughs> pretty much that. And you have to hijack the traffic lights to stop the bus and, you know, save your girl. Then you go to a dinner party with your mom and dad the electricity goes out, so you end up going online there. Have to go into the worst dungeon of the game. Is anybody going to... Well, I don't think anybody... I think Trevor, Trevor got, got through to it. it, but I don't think Greg did. I don't think Greg did. So, but yeah, it's, it's the worst dungeon. It's so bad. It's just making me mad think about it. Anyway, you do that. And take out him. Take out the guy that's um, messing with the electricity. You take out Proto Man, 
and then you're trying to find the WWW headquarters. Okay, I have to have a small aside for Greg right now. Greg, imagine that you played 10 to 12 hours of this game. Okay. Okay? Okay. Then it's like, oh, I need to find three of these WWW operators so they can give me the key so I can get into, like, the deep web or whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine if somebody, after playing this game for 10 or 12 hours, had the gall, had the gall to say, hey, you don't have enough chips. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to do some more battles. <laughs> I could not believe. Oh. That's why I said this I don't was think a 16-hour game. <laughs> I've never been so mad at a Game Boy Advance game in my life. Yeah, that fact, that would have been if I got that far. That definitely would have been my breaking point. I mean, you weren't that far off though. <laughs> Did you need like to get like four? No, I had to get. I had forty eight original chips because that's how it determined things. So if you had like um, dash A and B, that's only one chip. I'm pretty sure. And you had to get a no, no. You had to get sixty, and I had forty eight. So I had to find 12 freaking chips and ended up spending about half of my fortune to get like five of those. Then I'm like, I'm just going to have to figure out the easiest way to get more chips. And after about two hours, I think I managed to do it. You did it, Nonetheless, I immediately, the second I even got the inclination that um, I was getting gated by the number of chips, first I went to the internet just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. And then I went to you, Marcus, because I'm like, if it was anybody else, if I knew that nobody, I already knew nobody else was going to finish this game. I knew that. So knowing that I took that time out of my life for you. Appreciate it. That. <laughs> Still regret it, but it happened. <laughs> I, I feel like I rewarded some bad game designer that will never even know my name. By just hey. giving in to their holding me hostage. Like I was a teacher at the beginning. But anyway, that aside aside, you end up finding the deep web. You fight is it Woodman or No, the in the in the Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. So this is after the Proto Man. Um you fight Bomb Man. Is with the there's clown Woodman, man. You you fight out. Woodman, you fight outside of um your dad's office. Isn't he the one that mortally wounds Mega Man? Who mortally wounds Mega Man? Remember, um, where you find out his whole backstory. Did you just? You know what I'm, I'm talking about, right? Of who the person? Yeah, yeah I know. It, Magic, Magic man. man. It's Magic Man. Magic Man. Okay. You fight Magic Man, and then somehow. I think he gets back up while you're talking to somebody and does a critical shot well, on you. The, the main thing that you needed, you 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 failed to mention, mm-hmm. and this is like one of my, I guess I would say, a gripe that I have about the end game of this is that you're going through uh, when you get to this last section. Uh, the WW is basically trying to create this. I think they call it the life virus. So they've been stealing all these things to kind of build this this big mega net navy that's like this big bad, mm-hmm. and you're retreading not necessarily like set up differently, but you're going through the same uh, dungeons you went before. So you do a fire themed one, you do an ice themed one, you do the 
the color themed one and you do the the electric the 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 power themed one yep and so it, it kind of sucks because you're kind of like I said you're not necessarily it's not the same exact level or anything like that but you're retreading a lot of the same environments and they and like that puzzles I guess you could say and that that part kind of sucked that was like the best part of the game because that was like it was how every other level probably should have been designed where it wasn't like super obtuse where you had to go and it was a lot shorter. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot shorter, but I, I think that it, it kind of highlighted how bad that one was. Mm. Is what I'm, you know. Gotcha. But anyway, you end up getting mortally wounded, or Mega Man does, your Navi. And you go into the backstory of this freaking game. <laughs> where you find out that your dad and your mom had a child who happens to be your twin brother, Hub. Hub was not well when he was born, and he was not long for the world. So your parents decided to download his conscience into a Navi and make him 99.1% or 99.8% compatible with your DNA, but not 100%. And to revive this abomination... making this up i'm not making this up i'm not to to revive mega man hub your brother your long lost strange net brother from another mother you have to sink your dna a hundred percent whatever that means and in the process it's almost like um i'm trying to think of the tagline of that one movie it's like well, if you get hurt here, you die for real. Pretty much that's the um, consequence of making the DNA 100% in sync with um, your Navi brother twin. So you do that. Hub is revived, but he still insists on being called Mega Man because that's how you know him. That's, you know, his OG name. And then you go to fight Dr. Wily in the life virus. And Dr. Wily's whole story is that he's just salty at your dad. Like no, no, not your dad. He's salty at your grandfather. He's salty at your granddad. You're right. You're right. So it's even so, more. So petty. yeah, the the OG Hikaru <laughs> or whatever. It was basically like um, he had hedge fund um, money for a project, and it was like okay, you can either go with Hikari's project or you can go with my project, and they chose Hikari's project. Left that man on the streets. Yeah, yeah. So you beat Wiley. You beat the life virus. Everybody's back in town. Chad is no longer in his um, Sundere mode, if you guys know what that means, where he's hard to get. He's more like, oh, well, I, I see I know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mail is being super obvious about like, oh, I like you, Lan. But then Lan's being super obtuse and being like, oh, well, I'll, oh, I just want a net battle. And that's the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Ending was ending was a, it was a lot. <laughs> ending was a lot. That's true. So yeah, you guys uh, missed out on a banger. I can tell. Basically, I can tell. <laughs> Wait, no, we played it. <laughs> but you didn't get to experience it though. Just, I just wanted. What did you guys think of what I said right there? That sounds amazing. That sounds. 
Now, now you're going to go back, right? Uh, <laughs> you, you know what? This does have similarities to another Marcus classic game, Bionic Commando, where mm. the arm was his dead wife. <laughs> hey, what can, I, what can I say, man? You know, I know how to pick them. So, um, you guys got... Oh, oh, I have one other question. So, I guess, what was your guys' favorite boss fight or net navy fight? No, 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 I was really sitting here thinking, like, what did I enjoy that much? Uh, Skull Man was kind of cool, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I I, played. I I did like the last fight. I liked the last fight uh, against the Life Virus, but probably my favorite straight up fight. I really liked fighting Proto Man the first couple times because I didn't know how to beat him and he was wrecking me. Because I think you were experiencing that too, weren't you, Dante? Yeah, I got real salty once. So you fight Proto Man immediately after fighting the Electric Boss. The Electric Man, yeah, that kind of sucked. You didn't get to save it beforehand. Nope. And he has the ability to potentially like, if he doesn't one shot you, he can two shot you if you don't like heal up between his attacks. And I was like, oh, this is one of those um, scripted battles where you're supposed to lose. And then I got that game over screen. <laughs> oh, I was fortunate oh. enough, like almost every boss encounter. To get the, um, I had one single repair 200 or recover 200, and I managed to get that whenever I needed it. I don't know if the game was just like on my side. Sounds like it. You only had one repair uh, thing in your entire deck? 200. Oh, that, oh okay. So you had, yeah, other, I had ones. other ones, but when I needed that 200. I really needed it, and that recover ten wasn't going to do the trick. Gotcha. I think I only had one recover, but I also had roll one, two, and I think of it. See, I I ended up adding four to my deck, but like honestly, I never really used them, and but I never took them out because I was like, I never know when I need it, but in case I do, I got it. Nope. The first chip I I stacked was escape. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, give me a, um, if they had a chip combo, um, you know, for escape A, B, and C, I got that. I was just thinking of the Eric Andre, let me out of here. (laughs) Um, so, uh, do you guys got any other questions? Any, anything else? Any other comments? You said you... You're going to move on to two and three, probably? I think I think I will. I'm going to have to scout. I don't know how quickly it'll be, but I think that I might try to... Uh... So, like, the this article I found was from somebody that enjoyed the series, and their first one, um, they ranked the seven Mega Man Battle Network series, and they basically had uh, the, the worst one being the, the GameCube one. And then uh, the best three being one, two, and three. And that was basically like one was the third best one, two was the second best, and three was the best. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Trevor, but they, they at, at number three, they broke they branched them off like Pokemon. So they had two different versions when they I came out. I think I did see that. Because so like, um, there was a lot of confusion when I was trying to buy the, um, the physical game. And I would see mm-hmm. like a blue version. And yep, a couple of yep. other ones. Yeah, so uh, this Mega Man Battle Network 3 is white and blue. And then they did um, 
I think from three on, they they released them two different versions, and I think from my understanding that they kind of wanted to you know uh, do the same thing as Pokemon and try to like, hey, you got to battle with your friends in order to get access to all these things and whatnot. So. Um, I think there was only one that there was like graphical differences, which to me that sounds kind of weird that you're gonna do something completely different for one game than the other. But other than that, um, they're all pretty much the same. I think they said that uh, uh, the one for, I think it was on DS. It was called Mega Man Battle Network Five, and they called it a uh, Team Proto Man and then Team Colonel. But then they ended up releasing a double of the two together, and they just called it Double Team, which I thought was like, why would you? Why wouldn't you just do that for? <laughs> that was, it seems like were we about to say Dante. I was about to say, can we talk about how weird the so Mega Man Battle Network Five came out for the DS and the GBA? They didn't even bother putting Mega Man Battle Network Six on the DS. It was a GBA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I can't. <laughs> like, who does that? Capcom. Uh, oh, that was a rhetorical question? My bad. I guess. But anyway, I posted a separate Reddit thread where it was a community ranking. And very consistently, Mega Man Battle Network 1 was either the worst or the second worst game. It was either one or four consistently. Interesting. Yeah, I saw so, that. I think, like, I mean, they're probably wrong, but it's okay. I do want to um, amend my um, my statement at the beginning of, of our recording when I said, um, um, as far as my introductions into Mega Man, I played Zero in um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Hey, that don't count. Capcom won nothing to do with Mega Man back then. <laughs> 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 Greg, you said you consulted Twitter and they said that 3 was the go-to. Yeah, everybody was like, how come you're not playing 3? Like, you know, and, and I might go back and uh and give 3 a shot cuz, you know, like I said, everybody's telling me that's the one to play. So, but yeah, everybody was like, yeah, don't don't play the first one. I don't know why y'all started with that, but looking at how long to beat, I think 3 was like I think it showed 3 is 24 hours and if that's, you know, just mainline. There's no way we would have been able to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm I'm curious about three, and then I'm also curious about this Mega Man Star Force thing, which I had heard the name, but I never really looked into it. And this is apparently like the DS's version of the Battle Network series. And if you look at like gameplay of it, it's almost like. Imagine Mega Man Battle Network, but then they rotated the screen like 90 degrees. So okay. Okay. you're looking towards your enemy, like almost like an FPS style, and you're still on the tile system and everything. But yeah, it looks interesting. And people also say that 3 is the best one of those. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I'm going to. I think I'm going to try to. Uh, play some Mega Man, uh, but I just don't know which one. What's the next one for me? And I don't. I, I think I might have to hit you guys up about emulation, just depending on the price. Because if it's going to be like fifty to seventy five dollars, I think it's the games, only the first one that costs that much. The other ones are easy to find. 
Oh, probably like a limited, not limited stock, but like maybe it was just like they, 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 they knew this sure. game wasn't going to sell. Hey, <laughs> apparently it sold well enough for them to <laughs> create a whole series. Well, two is actually 60 bucks on eBay. I think it's three and onward that it gets cheaper, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Dang. Then yeah, I might need to uh, hit, hit you guys up for how to do this emulator stuff because I haven't done it in years. All right, well, um, any anything else? No? So this is the worst game you guys played this year so far? I mean, pretty early. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of has to be. <laughs> so uh, for me, yeah. Between the two games you didn't finish, you like this one less. Yeah. <laughs> Dean hey, I did end up going back and finishing Shinmu. So I did do that. Yeah, I did finish you did? it. And I started on the second one, but okay. I haven't finished that. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but I did finish Shinmu, so. Okay. Okay. That says a lot about uh, that compared to uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Hey, Shinmu was Shinmu was yeah. eight. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, I'm not. I'm. That's not a slide at all. I think Shin Shinbu is the second best game we played this year. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I, was I lying? <laughs> to yourself? <laughs> nah, Shin Shinbu. I, I dug Shinbu. Um. Well, uh, Dante. Great game. Great experience. It was a game and a experience. So, do, 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 do you remember if you liked this game when you first played it way back? I think I... I think it was okay. Like, I've said all this stuff, but I'd probably still give it like a 6.5 if I was rating it. Mm-hmm. Which isn't terrible, terrible. Like, I would almost give it a 7, but... There are worse games is basically what that rating is. The combat is serviceable enough that I can overlook a lot of the other stuff. But there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I know. There's a whole lot of chips. All right. And uh, so you, I'm sorry. What did you say for your great game, great experience then? It's a game. It's experience. A game, a experience. I, I give it, I might even bump it up to a seven just for the fact that it has a very innovative battle system that hasn't Hell. that hadn't been seen before at that point. Hell yeah! All right, um, Trevor, great game, great experience, or just great anime? <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just go with great anime. Actually, it's not even. <laughs> you said you didn't like the anime. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like. Don't the let anime. him. I said the anime didn't have your words. great reviews or great ratings. I enjoyed watching the anime. Yeah, I think he did say he, Trevor did say he liked the anime. Um, and I actually have a link for y'all if y'all do want to watch it. Uh, all the episodes are on on one website. But yeah, um, go watch the anime. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I wanted in this game is in the anime, so I really didn't need to play it. Oh dang! <laughs> All right, Greg. Uh, great game, great experience. Um, it's a game, and it's uh, it's an experience. I guess I'm gonna 
Gotcha. Um, quick question too for both of you and Trevor. Now that you heard how this banger of a game ends, um, are you guys going to see nah, it through or no? I honestly no. <laughs> was debating on whether or not I wanted to finish it. Like after the the fourth boss, after going through the ice area, mm-hmm. and I, I kept playing, but I didn't. Nah, I'm good. I am good. He I'm might delete good. the emulator. <laughs> Wait, say that again, Dante. I said he might delete the emulator. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So there's currently 90 people online watching it. The anime. watching the oh the. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, not not the podcast. Um, I, I wish. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, what? <laughs> I told you this game was a banger. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, great game, great experience. Um, I I don't know. Like I, this game, I, I got I get nostalgic for this game. I guess. Um, it, it, it just when I was playing it, running around in the town and everything, I was like, oh man, this is like just reminds me of like when I was first playing this game and just like thinking back to that time. And I was just like, this is really like a cool experience and in in a different sense to like how I felt when we were playing Shinmu, where I was like, I'm nostalgic for something that I never experienced. And when I was playing this game, I was just like, Oh, like I remember exactly, you know, when I first got to this part in this game where I was when I was playing this game and everything. So it was kind of cool to, relive the game or kind of experience the game that way this is something i hadn't ever experienced before so that was kind of um but yeah i really dug the battle system in this game and like i said i i would not have grinded out the game if i did not enjoy the battle system so these dudes are just just big haters but i i mean i get where they're coming from too it's just not it's not uh everybody's cup of tea so if you can, I would recommend you try you trying it out and seeing how you feel about it. But uh, just be aware of what these guys said, and that that might be something that you may feel if you were to play this game. I don't know why you would feel what they feel, but I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, I'm glad I got to play. Definitely us, yeah. not them. Yeah, I, like it's it's weird because like I I feel like a lot of people have played the game, but nobody's like really out like talking about it like that. Like, I don't really know people that are like, I freaking love the Mega Man Battle Network series, but I do feel like a lot of people have, like, look at the game fondly or look back at the game fondly. So it's, like, not something that people are out and about talking about, but at least that's how I always felt about this series. I mentioned mentioned we were going through this game to one of my good friends in Georgia, and he borderline wanted to fight me when I said, hey, this isn't that great. You you probably shouldn't revisit it. (laughs) But then he's like, no, I'm going to revisit it. Mega Man's the best. Battle Network is amazing. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. This game is pretty good, but it's funny. <laughs> is it one of your friends that I've played Overwatch with? No. Okay. Okay. Just, wanted, just was wondering. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think the majority of you guys us here didn't like it. But, you know, check it out and see see what you think, you know. Um. Well, with that, uh, where can people find you at, Trevor? You can find me on the real internet at Lyric Unsung. <laughs> he <thinks he's> slick. <laughs> Watching Mega Man NT Warriors. <laughs> uh, where can people find you at, Greg? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Boombox Hero, Facebook, and on Twitch at Magnegro with a 
zero at the end instead of O. I haven't been streaming anything for like the past, like been tied up with new job stuff and uh, car shopping. Yeah. Oh, you got a new job? So, That's what's up, man. Uh, so I hadn't been streaming, but uh, you know, hey, maybe uh, maybe I'll bring it back for uh, some good old Mega Man Battle Network three. <laughs> you you never you never uh streamed uh i, I streamed it once i was like <laughs> and like i did have like somebody wow, you pop never in hit me that, up. like i had never seen before and they, like tell me stuff about the game yeah hadn't streamed it since hey man if you ever if you ever you know want to stream stream it again Def- you up. i'll be a viewer i'll be a viewer <laughs> uh where can people find you at dante sorry people can find me at twitch.tv slash awakened cloud i have been streaming Quite a bit recently, mostly um, Prey Mooncrash, which is the DLC for Prey, the 2017 game. But I should be finishing that up tonight. Not tonight when you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Unless um, you're listening live at twitch.tv slash checkpoints. <laughs> Look at that, man. The, the, the professional. Um, and yeah, you can find me at Twitter and Facebook at Potato Salad. Um... Yeah, if you'd like tuning in to Miss Checkpoints to find out about Hidden Gems, Cult Classics, and Indie Games, then share us with your friends, family, and the not in. Comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can appear higher in the leisure category. Uh, you know, we like doing this, uh, reviewing things and just talking about things, hanging out, and it's really cool to hear feedback from people. You know, Greg, when he was telling people he's playing Mega Man Battle Network, and then everybody being like, why are you playing that one? That one sucks. <laughs> And now he knows. He should have listened to those people. And so next time, Greg, well, you, you got to listen. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just uh, let us know what you like about our episodes, what games you like that we've played, what games you didn't like. Uh, if you have any suggestions for games that we should play, games that we shouldn't play, you know, down to hear it all. So just let us know. Hit us up. Um, and you guys got anything else? So next month is Greg's month for the month of March, and we are playing what two games, Greg? Uh, Carrion, right? And uh, <laughs> your game? I forgot, man. Okay, it's a high roll. I got high hopes for both of them. Okay, and we're playing Carrion yeah. first, right? Cool. I thought about starting it, but then I was just like, I don't want to get too like. I knew like that game. I believe it's mm-hmm. relatively short. And I didn't want to like play it so far in advance and then like forget yeah. everything, you know. So um, looking forward to that though. And um, then I guess we'll close out with Trevor's game, which is Gravity Rush, and that will be for a. So yeah, be, be playing along with us, you know. Make sure you get those games and get ready because we have some some stuff coming. And uh, we also I think we'll have a uh, we have a chosen a a uh, bonus game. We just haven't started it yet we might i don't know if we'll do it in march just because we already have two games but we'll see you know we got time well some of us do but we'll see um, i obviously do since i've been named God, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're trying to say man what are you trying to say um yeah well uh with that we're missed checkpoints around peace